Uh, hi, guys. Uh, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Great. I know great. it says that this is the podcast, but this is actually we're just going to be kind of doing the same thing as like uh -huh. talking about Mortal Kombat, but it's not going to be the podcast box office time machine. Why well, I, I came here. This is the, this says this is the episode Mortal Kombat for box office time machine. So I came to record that. I know that. The invite says recording of box office uh -huh. time machine. I know that we said that we were talking about Mortal Kombat, but we've decided to not do that. So we're just going to like plan on on doing the podcast in the future. Yeah, you know, like because we count on this being such a successful thing that like uh -huh. doubt doubtless Someone right, right, is right. gonna want to do like a real thing in the future, and we don't want to like blow. We don't want to spoil load. the podcast about Mortal Kombat by doing the podcast about Mortal Kombat in the podcast about Mortal Kombat. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Like like the movie. Like the movie we're talking about. That's what they do in the movie. That's what they do in the movie. This is what my friends, they call satire. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello. Welcome to Box Office Time Machine. I'm John Bershad. I'm Veronica Yaravsky. And we are talking about 2021's Mortal Kombat today. And we also... We have a guest, and I'm hey. going to introduce him slowly as he sits back down at his chair by his mic. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome to the show, Mr. Justin Catchins. Woo! Oh, yeah, I guess I, I, oh, yeah. I love the drum. First off, long-time listener. <laughs> long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Long -time listener. I mean, I listened to this like a couple of times before I was trying to get John to put me on the spotlight. <laughs> I, I would say that's that's uh, probably a good description of our average listener, um, except for the really special ones. You know who you are. Yes, you. I'm talking to you right now. One of our special listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I should have introduced you in a Mortal Kombat voice like you'd just been player selected. Justin Catchins. Oh. oh, yeah. I can't get like a flawless victory. <laughs> flawless uh, victory. victory. F fatality, beastality, babality, <laughs> animality. Well, we can, uh, we can get to all of our, our favorite uh, fatalities uh, in a little bit. First, well, let's actually start. What's everyone's history with Mortal Kombat as a franchise? Wow. Uh, so Veronica, you want to go first? You're I doing guess, it. since I started talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, so one of my first like 
school memories is for some reason being taken on a class trip to see Mortal Kombat. Like during school what? hours, the entire class went to see Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, That's it was insane. weird. I don't, I don't remember the context for it at all. I just remember seeing it and being so blown away by it. Like we, <laughs> I, I think for like weeks, the class Best math just, class ever. Yeah, we would just we went. Everyone like get loaded on a bus. We went to see the movie. The next few days, we would just, you know, do the theme song over and over again. So I I loved it. I was really scared by the opening scene of that movie uh, for years, I think. Your brother's soul uh, is mine? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He makes a scary would, demon face? Oh, I remember. Yeah. It scared me, too. I'm going to be honest. That story you just told is more interesting to me than 2021's Mortal Kombat. My parents didn't let me see the first one in theaters because it was too violent. And your fucking school took you? Yeah, I don't know. So the thing is, is that so this is we moved to Israel very soon before this. So I didn't really speak the language. So I didn't understand the like why we were doing this. <laughs> and I thought that it was a normal thing to do. And we have never done that since. So I don't know really like why Mortal Kombat, why then? <laughs> why? <laughs> was your did do you think your school just felt bad for the little the little girl who didn't speak Hebrew? So let's just take her to an American movie. I don't think so, because this was like two like homerooms worth of kids. This was like probably 80 kids that they took to them. And no one talked to me. Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I truly, as, as you know, egocentric as I would love to be, I don't think this was a let's welcome Veronica to a new country <laughs> thing. Well, that's that's insane. Uh, Justin, <laughs> t- top that story, I guess. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that is not how I was introduced to it. Uh, Mortal Kombat <laughs> is a franchise I'm familiar with because I was a kid raised by a young man in the 90s. So my dad, <laughs> ser- my dad was in his 20s, so <laughs> I, he had video games. So I played a lot of Sega Genesis as a Genesis kid over Nintendo. Um, so it was a lot of NBA Jam and a lot of Mortal Kombat. So I played the Mortal Kombat game. I used to go to arcades all the time and play Mortal Kombat. I've, I've owned every version of almost every version of a Mortal Kombat game up to like really the early two thousands. Wow. Not like every How version, but not as like every iteration. There's so many. There's that's probably over twenty. And I mean, like in not the every ma- iteration. in the main line, yeah, in the main line, they're currently at eleven. Yeah, Whoa. but I mean, every version. Like I had the. The game that was a, a beat 'em up side scroller with Sub Zero. That like, was terrible. <laughs> Scorpion, I think Scorpion had his own game too. Um, yeah, when they started getting a little creative <laughs> with the franchise, and also I did see the movie. The movie is one of the, um, that and Space Jam are two of the childhood movies I remember. And Speed, interestingly enough. Oh yeah, like, because now they're on VHS. HBO Max really has you covered this year. <laughs> With reboots of both Space Jam and Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, and it's it's right in my wheelhouse. Whatever, so. whatever executive is like, all right, give us some millennial nostalgia pro- pro- properties to reboot. They they were following your Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, 
Another thing, and I always mention it, Jax is still my, like, number one Halloween costume wish list. Like, if I ever go to a con or something like that, I, like, I wanted to do a Jax, but, like, with real arms, and I can never figure out a way to do that. Like, I, real mechanical arms. I not, wanted to get as close to metal arms as possible, not, like, <laughs> covering myself in aluminum foil. I wanted some Boston Dynamics type. Oh, I think wow. some rubber foam, I think like some kind of rubber foam thing spray painted would probably. Yeah, be. I mean, that's like more <laughs> realistic, but I, I truly was like, I want weapons. I want to not be able to get allowed into places because this, I actually have functioning metal arms. When I was in uh, high school, um, uh, I dressed up as Edward Scissorhands and I had uh, the scissors were cardboard spray painted metal. But they were, or they weren't exact cardboard. They were like poster board, and they made a, a real, like a, a really realistic noise sounding. And a teacher yelled at me uh, that I couldn't have weapons in the school, and I had to prove <laughs> that they actually were made of cardboard and could not kill anyone. How did you prove that? By killing him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No one else complained. No, I just had to walk up to him and like clickety click at him and see it's it's very dull. Um, yeah, I I also I played the video games as a kid. Not not as much. More just at friends' houses. We were a Super Nintendo family, and as as we all know, <laughs> the Super Nintendo port of Mortal Kombat famously bad. They took out all the violence. So no, sorry, Bob. My brother and I got Street Fighter Two Turbo instead. Um, I saw the movie. I always thought it was fine. I remember loving it when I first saw it. It was very violent. Had a great time. Saw Annihilation. It was a friend joke for years about how bad it was. So yeah, it was so bad. I'm a I'm a casual. I would I I would put me uh, out of the franchises we've watched recently. Uh, um, I was more a Mortal Kombat fan than a Godzilla or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, but still not a, a, a devotee. I so a tiny uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation story was that it was the first movie I saved up to see alone. My mom let me take the bus to the <laughs> mall. I was so excited because I watched uh, the first one and loved it so much. I, and then I saw the movie and this is the first time in my life that I've been disappointed by a movie. <laughs> But I'm sure not the first time, not the last time in your life you'd be disappointed by a Mortal Kombat movie. Because, uh, I don't know about you guys, I thought this sucked. Yeah, it was underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> I was bored, and I loved the franchise, and I was just like, oh. I, yeah. I <laughs> It's baffling. Some of the, I mean... I was genuinely excited about this movie for a few reasons. I like Mortal Kombat. It's silly. It's super violent. I thought that trailer looked great where they're like, oh, yeah, let's really think through how someone would use the magic powers from the game in the real world. All the Sub-Zero scenes in the trailer look great. I, I watched the opening scene when they released it a few days earlier. I watched that on YouTube. I was psyched. And I love tournament movies. And then I very quickly realized this is not a <laughs> tournament movie. They're not going to be doing the tournament, the main thing. Instead, this is a superhero movie on, that's just about people finding their superpowers, which they then don't really use. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a like, like, it's like it's that prequel, one yeah. scene in X-Men First Class or something where he like forces them to like find their superpowers. 
We are but the movie. I, this movie made me realize how lucky we are that the movie Creed is as good as it is. Because I feel like nine times out of ten, if they had rebooted the Rocky series, it would have been just two hours of Rocky training. And then the very last scene is someone walking in and going, I'm Apollo Creed. We should have a fight. And that would be the end of the first in a five movie series. Yeah, it was so the when I realized that we're not going to get to Mortal Kombat in a movie called Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I was so I was so angry. I it, yeah, it just seemed like such a waste, especially I mean, we'll get to it, but the stuff that they did include in the movie was for the most part pretty underwhelming and yeah boring yeah how, uh, uh, how long do we do the overall thoughts before we get into the weeds like the oh, problem with the movie jump right into that there weeds yeah We're ready. exactly hey cole sucked <laughs> that what a terrible terrible I, terrible I main character he's not he, fun he isn't he isn't excited to be there he's a bad fighter when we meet him he yeah. seems he's they just there's uh, uh, this will come up in the discussion in the movie, but they mention he's an orphan a, an hour into the movie, and I guess that's supposed to make that connection again. It's just giving it away to Scorpion <laughs> more important, but it's like he's never mentioned that. That's, why is this important to this movie? Like I see, he sucks. His I've seen a number. Dumb. Oh, his costume <laughs> was terrible. It was so <laughs> when it appeared on him, and that's that whole thing. Since they made the decision this is a superhero movie, so people, like, organically get their powers, like, this is an X-Men film, like you said, and, like, when Jax's metal arms grow organically on his arms, that was the <laughs> dumbest looking thing I had ever seen. He already had robot arms, but now he's learned to believe in himself, so he magically grows better electronics. But yeah, all of that was stupid. And Cole's costume, when it grew, I was like, oh my god, that's the dumbest looking thing ever. Cole's, but then Cole's costume, real quick, looks like someone bought a cheap Aquaman costume. <laughs> like, that's exactly what he's wearing. Just the shirt. And he has the same pants on. <laughs> it also looks like from different angles, I could not tell you what substance or material that costume is made out of. It, it looked like metal? <laughs> So it looks like metal from afar. If you zoom in, it kind of looks like a wool sweater. Like I'm right. not entirely sure. It could be anywhere between these two materials, and I would believe you. Our guy <laughs> Cole is wearing steel wool to fight. Yeah. Truly, Again. like, is this a Brillo pad? I don't know. <laughs> Again, the, his whole thing is like, the, his, he has his... Like, uh, this lineage to uh, Scorpion. I'm forgetting what his name is. Like, uh, Sasha... Hanzo? Hattori or Hanzo. Yeah. I don't know. I it's, it's one Hanzo. of the Kill Bill names, but it's, it's Hanzo. Hanzo. It's Hanzo. <laughs> I think it's Hanzo. And like, oh, it's, this lineage is important. And he discovers his arcana because, which they call it arcana, uh, when there's like families in danger. And it just has nothing to do with Scorpion or that lineage at all. It Who just cares. <laughs> but also, guys, that actor is truly a bad actor. Not only is the character boring, it's just the delivery of its lines is so bad. I, I realize that the guy is very pretty and he's a good fighter, maybe. But, like, 
I thought we stopped just casting random pretty people. Like you could find someone who could, <laughs> you could find someone who could deliver these lines better for the same amount of money. This is not a famous actor you have to cast. This is a random unknown person who you could have uncast when you found out they're a bad actor. <laughs> I don't I, know. It was so shocking to me. I'll give you this. Well, his one credential uh, could be that he was in the uh, Mortal Kombat um, web series. But only in the third season what? that they shot and never released, which is something I learned exists. There's a Mortal un- Kombat <laughs> web series? Was what? that like a UCB thing or something? No. Like five years <laughs> ago. Or no, ten years ago when Warner Brothers you know, there was that time where like TV studios were just releasing web series because they're like, maybe this is the thing. So like that's how like like when Children's Hospital was a thing. I mean, partially or it was quarter around. life. Is that what a quarter life? Yep, like Quarter Life. Yep. And then there was Mortal Kombat, which was based on a, a fan film, and they turned it into a web series. Anyway, um, wow. yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if it's the actor's fault, but because the character literally is nothing. It's like they forgot, like, they're like, add sad thing here. Because at the beginning, yeah, he loses his fight at the beginning because what does his trainer say? You never block? I, I think that might be, because there are a few times where I'm like, it's. <laughs> I think these are literally like video game jokes because there's a funny one later when someone's fighting Kano and they keep tri- uh, uh, tripping him and he's like, Lukang, yeah, Luke yeah. Kang He's yeah. like, is that the only move you know? Which is such a, <laughs> which is like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, like you say to someone when you're playing them in Mortal Kombat, that's funny. Yeah. That was that was, a, I that's a highlight of a movie for me. Oh, like, I, okay, yeah. there were a few, so maybe that's supposed to be. Is that supposed to be, is that like a Mortal Kombat, like playing in the arcade thing? Like, oh man, you think he's good? He just spams moves. He doesn't even know how to block right. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, but it's, 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 it's weird that we beat a guy that we don't know that is not a part of mythology and he can't fight. He can't fight and he doesn't actually win a, or he can fight, but he's past his prime, which nobody cares about. Nobody cares about the character history of this dude. And then like... He doesn't win a fight until the last third of the movie. You know what I? Guess- you know what I don't want in my Mortal Kombat movie: the main character to have a spunky teenage daughter. Like, where <laughs> in the planning stage? Like, when you've reached that point where it's the main character having a heart to heart with his spunky teenage daughter in your Mortal Kombat movie, you should realize you've gone astray. But also, how is this young man? Like, how does he have that kid? I feel like he does. like the whole like thing of just like a washed up guy who like is now a punching bag for other upstarts. You should cast an older person for that. I bet he's older than he, I think he's probably he just is. really good looking. But like, yeah, good looking. OK, well, my regards. If to you told jeans, me he was 25, <laughs> I'd believe it. He's good looking and looks young and it's visible. We all recognize it. So you have to, you should either cast somebody different or rewrite it. Because truly, you, I, until they have that scene where they go to the diner and sit down and he like kisses the woman and is like, says, my daughter. I'm like, oh, that's his daughter. <laughs> I thought it was his sister the whole time. I was like, oh, it's a punky, spunky sister. Something's going to happen to her. And then he gets mad and yeah, maybe bad. they're yeah, like they were both orphans and he's raising her because his family is the scorpion line. Uh, who look? I know Mortal Kombat has a silly bunch of like lore, but when you're making the why not just just give me a martial arts tournament movie that's also a splatter comedy? When I think of yeah. Mortal Kombat, the main thing I want is violence that's so over the top it's silly, and a tournament. Just 
that feels so easy to do. But right. no, they, and, it had to be a superhero prequel movie. And it also makes no sense. There are Mortal Kombat tournaments every however long they decide that there are Mortal Kombat tournaments. Just like if you do one this time, just okay, time has passed. Now it's the next time. Like you could literally just keep going. I don't like, are we building towards like a special more? I don't know. It seemed so unnecessary I to love- not have a tournament. <laughs> I've always loved that the rules of Mortal Kombat make absolutely no sense. And with each movie, they make less sense. So now right. we know that like, oh, okay, Mortal Kombat's coming up. But the Outworld people can just go to Earth before the tournament and murder all the champions. Yeah, they can just get around the rules. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also, conversely, sort of from the production standpoint, they murdered most of the characters, at least I, only as a watcher of the Mortal Kombat movies, knew. So are are they going to bring back all the people that they killed? Well, I mean, <laughs> are those because they do it. Is Prince Gora going to come back? They actually do allude to it. People don't die. They go to the nether realm. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Thank they, you. They talk about it. Also, yeah, there's different realms and stuff, but we still <laughs> meet his family. It's it's so unnecessary. <laughs> I just, but it's it's I love the fact that like because they they are just thinking about a franchise. So anytime they introduce a character that's really like a Mortal Kombat C lister, you're like, well, they're fucking gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the fact that uh, I mean, Kato is just Kato's there to be comic relief and then die. Uh. I gotta oh, yeah. say, Kano, the only improvement over mm-hmm. the original Mortal Kombat. Uh, I rewatched the old one last night or yesterday, uh, and uh, yeah, I did not like that Kano, and this Kano was kind of fun. He I, was- I don't think the jokes landed as well as they wanted them to, but I feel like he had more of a take on a character as opposed to the you, previous actor. I loved... I loved Gano in this movie. I thought, yeah. I thought he was the only one in a video game movie. And I was like, <laughs> he's the only one having fun, calling things out, clearly improvising all of his lines or like tagging stuff. And they just left it in. It felt like it, it felt like he was and it's, it's true to the character. It's also a trope. I guess we're getting a lot. It's his character. But it also feels like a trope. We're getting a lot in movies. This is the like you know, the quippy Australian dude. Isn't that the same character we have in Suicide Squad? No, yeah, he's truly the Captain Boomerang of this film. Yeah, Captain Boomerang. It felt to me a bit like one of those things where like the movie's just not working, so they just keep cutting back to the comic relief character. Like he was funny, but I, uh, it was just it was a lot of him. This this. This points to I I I don't know walk through it, but this points to where Cole. It completely doesn't believe in it. And then the next scene, he's like fully into the Mortal Kombat concept. And not it, it, you don't see his character like just acknowledge that. It's like, no, this is dumb. I must win this tournament like five minutes later. Like, <laughs> well, nothing ever makes sense. My favorite moment in the movie is where Raiden is like, um, you haven't. Raiden says to Cole, I'm sorry, you haven't developed your mutant power yet. So you're not, you're just going to die in the tournament. So instead, I'm going to send you home to your family where I already know there are monsters coming to kill you because that's literally how the movie started. What does he think's going to happen? <laughs> he seems much also, safer in the force field cave. 
it also seemed like the guy showed no resistance towards that concept. It was like, well, I'm opening this portal to you. Good luck. <laughs> He's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, he just, just like marches into it. His main don't care about this guy. Yeah, his main character trait seems to be push over loser. <laughs> Yes. It's a Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's just all the, the all the franchise choices. The the Arcana stuff is so is Justin, do you is that Arcana thing at all from the the games? Do you know? Uh I don't remember anything ever called Arcana. I think it's just their way of trying to make you believe in this world which i don't think is necessary it's a mortal Kombat movie that's why it's <laughs> happening just move past it there, no the storyline for the whole series is insane they've rewrote it a bunch of times because it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't need to uh so they tried to in this movie and it's like why yeah I- so what is the frame device for the video games is it just you're always inside a mortal Kombat tournament yeah, Earth's greatest okay. warriors go to a tournament. I guess to be mm-hmm. fair to to be fair to this movie, I think a lot of the recent games don't have a tournament anymore. Like I played during quarantine, played a lot of video games, and I played Mortal Kombat 11. And in the story, there's nothing about a tournament. Instead, a uh, uh, the goddess of time comes down and uh, is going to ruin all space and time. And it's basically just a uh, an excuse to have young and old versions of all the characters. So there's oh. 90s Johnny Cage hanging out with older Johnny Cage. It's pretty funny. It's, so they I, age. That's so interesting. So a little like bit. In the a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Johnny Cage and Sonya have uh, both uh, Johnny Cage and Sonya have a daughter and then Jax has a daughter. So everyone, mm-hmm. I guess, has oh, yeah. to have aged a little bit. Wow. Um, and of course, I like their daughters are just like their parents move sets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this is a franchise with... Uh, you know, like just color palette swapped ninjas, and that's <laughs> all they are. Just sure. call them different characters. This one's blue. This one's yellow. That's all Scorpion and Sub Zero are. They're the same that's character. true. And then they have Noob Saiba and all the lineage is reptile. Truly, the same design, different character. It is. <laughs> it's so. It's you talk about that and I'm laughing and I'm having fun because the games are fun and this but we're barely talking about the plot because the plot is just a new character. Well, we start with the opening's great. I'm going to say this. The opening's great. I think it's way too serious. I don't a lot of things I don't (laughs) need to see in my Mortal Kombat movie. A death of a child's one of them. But sure, whatever. It's It's not it's not like one of like a classic (laughs) samurai or martial arts type of. Like homage to that real like classic style of cinema for a dumb movie, and also that's not the main character. Exactly, and he never comes. Oh, I guess he comes back at the end. I had really lost, stopped paying attention well, by that the was, end. That is the thing, Justin. Is that like so? We start off the super heavy, yeah, probably the best scene of the movie, uh, and then these characters go away, and then the climax of the movie. Is all about that guy. It's like him getting closure versus the other guy who hunted him then. And it's like, 
okay, but we haven't been following the emotional <laughs> arc of these two people for the entirety of the movie. We followed this dead fish of a guy <laughs> like, to, for the duration of the movie. Where Where is that? And also, that climax happens in a boxing gym. Is that like, I don't know, is that... a a very climactic place to have a climactic fight yeah, scene. Why, I don't why know. did Sub-Zero bring <laughs> Cole's family there and lure him? I, oh, God, it just was... Wait, why? Sorry. Let's just give me a step back to... They explain there is, like, some, you know, historic beef between Hanzo and Bihan. So, uh, For sure. Sounds interesting. Sub-Zero. Sounds but fun to watch. They never tell you why Sub Zero is so mad. They like just imply something, but they never describe it, which is weird because they talk about it all the time. Like Seems they never like- say he did something to them. It's just like I'm going to kill you in, in your bloodline. Make the movie yeah. about those characters. I yeah, don't exactly. Know. If there's it no tournament, no it could be about anything else. Also, it's another. It, oh, this is a small nitpick, but I it, I watched <laughs> it twice and it stuck out. Whoa. Vihan can speak Vihan is Chinese and can speak Japanese. He speaks Chinese to Hanzo, who only speaks Japanese because yeah. there's a line about it. But Vihan speaks Japanese. He says one line in it and then he never does it again. <laughs> Even that though is- Hanzo says, I can't understand you, and he doesn't taunt him about it. He doesn't say anything. It's just like they establish with one line he can speak Japanese and then don't ever mention it, which is just confusing to me. It's like, oh, it'd be fun. Like, oh, they're warriors with have a blood feud but can't speak communicate with each other but like no he can speak japanese he just doesn't why, why have that detail why is that you remove that one line i don't think about this inconsequential thing i guess they just really wanted sub-zero to threaten the family so he has to speak their language in that scene but that made me laugh so hard we've just had this incredibly serious scene where Sub-Zero murders a woman and her young child. And then uh, uh, the husband finds out and chases him down. And Sub-Zero gives a whole speech about how I've wiped out your entire clan. I've killed everyone. And now I've come for you. And Scorpion says, I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) 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 It's... uh, I will also say that while they were the most interesting characters, uh, they eliminated the funnest character trait to me about Scorpion, which is like the thing that comes out of his hand. He has like <laughs> the the snake that comes out of his hand that chases you, and instead they gave him like a rope with a, like a little saw at the end of it, yeah. which is not as cool. Yeah, well, Veronica. I do think that was a 1995 movie edition. I think uh, really? in the games, yeah. I think okay. it was. Okay, I mean, there are things <laughs> you can keep from the movie, though. <laughs> the fact that his rope's alive. That would have been hard to sell in your uh, feudal uh, uh, Japanese setting. Yeah. Oh, you think that is like an advance of technology? You're either bored with the rope out of your hand or you aren't. Like, it's not like something that, so, it, this is not a Jack situation where you kind of have to will <laughs> that in. I assumed that that was like something native to his body. I don't know. So, also, when they, okay, so after we have that fight and then they cut to uh, Cole, our, our character losing this, or, you know, in a locker room and then about to lose this MMA fight. Because, of course, if you're making a movie about a fighter in modern times, they have to do MMA. Uh, did, were you confused about the time jump? 
because I didn't real. I was like, oh, is that his son? Like, how far is this? Where <laughs> this you is- thought the baby grew up to, <laughs> to be a modern be, cause, day? Because what is? Like, I thought that it could be because I know it's a Mortal Kombat movie, so I know that could just be some time. It doesn't have to be like necessarily futile. It, I kind of thought that too until I don't know. I guess like until I was like, oh, maybe that doesn't make entirely a lot of sense. But at first, I thought that too. <laughs> well, yeah, it's. I, I mean, it all stems from this thing about like having Cole be a new character who's a mystery, and I guess it's all building up to the reveal that he's the descendant of Scorpion, which is obvious from moment one. The moment they keep talking about Scorpion's bloodline. But right. then when they reveal it, who cares? Straight up, what difference does it make to anyone? Why would you make that the big like thing at the end of the movie? Ah, you're the only one who inherited your Mortal Kombat birthmark for you. Are I mean, his- if anything, it's less impressive. <laughs> and isn't his daughter the end of the bloodline? Why doesn't she have a birthmark? I think it would have been fun to watch this movie. I, I said I didn't want a spunky teenage daughter, but if she was the main character and this was a movie about a 13-year-old who had to fight in a mortal combat, you know what? That's your reboot. Have it set in the 90s and make it like fucking war games and a 13-year-old who plays the Mortal Kombat video game or the last Starfighter or whatever who plays a a Mortal Kombat has to be in the actual. And it's like a little girl going up against Goro. (laughs) That would be pretty good. I would would watch that. I think this movie makes more sense if... He's like trying to figure out his lineage because they don't. His lineage is he. I guess they make they try to you know they show his family's important to him, but they don't make any mention that like he feels disconnected. Again, that orphan thing. They mention that he doesn't. He there's never any kind of communication that he, like a family connection to something great like a greater lineage is important other than like his kid and his wife. Why? Yeah, it doesn't make sense that they bring it in. I, I would love. To, I would have. Thinks it makes more sense. He seeks out Sonya and finds out more about it. And like he's curious and it's more interesting. Not this just happening to him. We're watching it happen to him. What? Yeah. Speaking of Sonya, what the fuck was the idea to have her not be invited to the tournament? And that's her character arc that she's a weird Mortal Kombat groupie who just <laughs> wants to be invited into the club. So strange. Yeah, because, like, again, she was mad at Kano for killing somebody before her to get the mark. Yeah, like, that was one, her backstory. Is that was cool? That... Are we yeah, good with that? <laughs> I think also, the backstory... what is the Sorry. deal with the marks? I, is that a thing for Mortal Kombat? Is that just a thing they made up here? That's an addition that's fine with me, because I do think, like... Um, I, no, I'm not, like, I'm not saying fine or not fine. It was just, like, a new thing, and... I was like, why is that here? <laughs> like, I like the idea that they're chosen more. Because, like, in the original game, I I remember always thinking that the backstory for Johnny Cage in the original game was so funny. That he was a, uh, a, a movie star who was pissed off that people didn't believe his own stunts. So the way he proved them wrong was to join a magical death tournament. <laughs> it is just... Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's very funny. And yeah. like, I mean... You know, they look, they tease Johnny Cage at the end, which is one insane to think. <laughs> <Don't> tease that. <laughs> 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 
why? I was trying to think like that. The closest that that came to was the end of uh, Batman Begins, where they flip over the Joker calling card. But like (laughs) to to act like Johnny Cage is on the level of the Joker as a cultural character. I mean, no one cares if you don't know what Mortal Kombat is. You see that, like, what the hell did this movie just end on? Why isn't that a post-credit scene or something? I, as a post-credit scene, that would have been fine. Like, isn't it like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? I think the post-credit scene is is some reference to Tails. I guess. Yeah, it is. It would be funny if Tails just shows up. It would be funny if it was also a reference to Johnny Cage. (laughs) The end of the movie is Sonic telling Dr. Robotnik, I got to go to Hollywood to meet a guy. What guy? You'll see. Pan over to a movie poster for Johnny Cage. I love they don't show his face because of course the actor hasn't been cast yet. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, they don't know how big the movie is, so they don't know how high they should aim <laughs> without yeah, casting. Wild. It's so wild that there's like uh, they want this to be a franchise. Just is make there, it a movie. Is there any chance there's going to be a sequel? I mean, I guess there there will have to be. I don't, I don't know, know necessarily that it has to be. In a world where the Suicide Squad is coming out, a sequel to a movie no one liked, just because you... It's this, a, that, movie, that movie has Margot Robbie and Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it made a ton of money still. Like, it was panned, but it was, like... It made a lot of money, whereas, like, this... I mean... Well, I imagine in a regular uh, uh, theatrical release, like a non-pandemic thing, this would have made a ton of money. I feel like, I I don't know about you, I I feel like a lot of people I talked about, this had the same kind of like uh, 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 excitement that Kong versus Godzilla had, where people were like, yeah, that looks dumb as shit, I can't wait, that'll be really fun. Like, people seem jazzed to see this movie. I think if they had actually made a good film, like, the audience was, was there for it. Yeah, I think so, but that's the thing. Now that they haven't, will there be an audience for the second one? <laughs> yeah. I think they, they're they going to have to make a lot of promises. Well, the first promise is easy, because I, I saw an interview with the writer where he said he envisions it as a trilogy. Part one, before the tournament. Part two, the tournament. Part three, after the tournament. Who cares Great about idea. after the tournament? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, dude, the first Hunger Games wasn't just her, like, signing on as tribute <laughs> and then going on a train ride. They showed the Hunger Games. <laughs> you could did, do a franchise and still have the thing in the first movie. Yeah, I mean, like, did the writer just want to make, a we- uh, like, a series? Just make a s- series and put it on TV, eight episodes, and do that instead of, what is this? The, the fun is the fighting, which was fun. Yeah. I looked up the fighting stuff, and people kind of liked it. I thought some. I thought the fights could have been better. Well, it's once we get to the actual fights, they it's we're so deep in the movie that they feel they are done as a montage. Yeah, the the only real like fights in the movie basically are done all in a montage, all in a row. So we don't yeah. get fun Mortal Kombating and fun fatalities throughout the movie. Instead, we get we- you know. Just Sonya Blade delivering exposition. Huh. I will say I, we do get some combat. Like, like I'm, I'm looking at my notes, and I, I'll be remiss if I don't mention uh, uh, when Jax shows up. He's like, "Yeah, show me your mark." That weird scene. 
Mm-hmm. And he, like, oh, yeah. Sh- Him fighting uh, Sub-Zero. That was one of the best scenes, because seeing yeah. the Sub-Zero, seeing him, you know, all this stuff in the trailer that was really good, it was really good in the movie, too. I just, that but, was but, all the good stuff. But but this my favorite part about this, is Jax, after knowing, they have research, because you see this when you get mm-hmm. to, like, Sonya's lair. Um, Jax is there to save him. Jax starts fighting Sub-Zero, and then... Like Cox, like cocks his arms and then says, "I've done six tours, motherfucker." While fighting <laughs> an ice ninja, an ice ninja, a demon, demonic ice ninja who's centuries old, and he's like, "But I've been in war." <laughs> there is, my favorite part about that scene is that Jax, so Jax saves uh, Cole, Cole and his family, and then he sees Sub Zero and he goes, "I'll, I'll hold him off. I'll, I'll delay him." And he tells Cole to drive away with his family to save himself. That, that guy's gonna kill you. And then he like gets out to basically go on a suicide mission to go fight Sub Zero. And then the first thing Sub Zero does is walk into a nearby building. Jax, he's been delayed. Leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just go away. You don't need to die at that point. He's clearly not chasing Cole. Yeah. It's, uh, it's also funny, too, because, you know, like Sub Zero is so overpowered in a way <laughs> that some of the things they do as like intermediaries uh, in the fights is very funny. Like, there's multiple times where he just throws ice at a car. And it's like, <laughs> this is weather. <laughs> this isn't doing anything. <laughs> and that, like, there's points where he, like, kills somebody with ice sharply. But then when in a chase, he truly just throws, like, random ice at the car. And it's like, what, why are we seeing this? Well, it's like they have to sell Sub-Zero as the big boss of the, uh, of the movie. And guys, I've played the games. Sub-Zero is not the big boss. Yeah, so I was just, semi-confused about that because they're also not the big bosses in the previous movie. So why? Uh, Who is the big cause boss? Because it's, it's it's, it's, Sub-Zero is the big boss to Hanzo, to Scorpion, a guy who isn't in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's be positive. Other than the opening scene and, and Jax's frozen arms, anything else anyone liked? Wait, I as, did. Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. Oh, I was just going to say about the kills and fatalities uh, is that that I really like the one where the woman gets like split in uh, half. Yeah. Cut in half by the hat. <laughs> yeah, that was I thought that was kind of fun. I agree. I enjoy Kung Lao. They did. They actually I remember reading something like they were the director is like, you know, it's a delicate balance with that hat. It was hard to make that hat not look stupid. And they were just like, <laughs> it's just a long, it was a couple paragraphs about, yeah, we had to make the hat smaller, bigger, because it's like a ridiculous thing. But I think they actually did well with his character. His yeah. character teleports and they really didn't use that, but once, <laughs> <laughs> they, which, is, which is a big important part of him, he would teleport under you and uppercut you. They, they rely a lot on the hat, but I thought he was good. And I thought he was actually kind of like, and there was scenes when that in that weird uh, middle of the movie where we all discover and he's the mentor. There's one <laughs> scenes where he's messing with Kano. And I was like, oh, okay, they give him a character. Yeah, I like that scene fine, except once it w- except when it revealed its plot purpose that Kano just needed to get angry enough to develop his superpower. <laughs> Which is, just the whole superpower thing was so <laughs> stupid. Just that he gets his. So Kano's thing in the in the games is that he has like a robot Terminator face. So mm-hmm. he gets attacked by reptile. 
Reptile scratches his face, and I'm like, well, clearly, there you go. He's going to have to get a robot implant. I'm sitting there waiting for the scene where they're like, oh, no, Reptile scratched you with poison, so now your eye has been infected or something. I was waiting for basically the Nick Fury reveal. Yeah. But, like, but they didn't – I have to imagine that there is a draft of the script where Kano gets his face scratched by Reptile – and so they just put the robot stuff on him, and that's how he gets his face laser. Instead of him magically getting Cyclops powers because he gets so angry because he gets made fun of at dinner. <laughs> yeah. A man, a man whose character, dare I say, is angry the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like the implication that his his power, like in, in a lot of like superhero movies, you have to like find your like inner strength, and his inner strength was just that he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> to, to that point, he don't look. He did a thing that we just say, okay, yeah, this this human person before his powers uh, exist uh, rips the heart out of reptile. <laughs> <laughs> And I did, I honestly appreciated the Kano win. So I was like, oh, this is a fun introduction to him. Uh, yeah. Some of the video game stuff was like that. Like, the, is that the only move you know? And I just, uh, it's just really the middle section is such a chore. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I look, I'm talking a lot because I love, I, I'm no, into please, the franchise. Please. Historically, Liu Kang is the lead because Liu Kang is the chosen one, quote unquote. He's, the Bruce Leaks are, I mean, he's clearly Bruce Lee. Um, to every part of his character, it's just modeled off Bruce Lee. And then this, he's very strong, but he can't fight. Until, <laughs> like, they, they established that he, all these superpowers, he has the fireball, you know, like he has a fireball move, which he never uses in a fight for some reason, even though that's like one of his main moves is to throw a goddamn fireball in a fight. That is the move you use. I think it's what down back uh, B or something. He throws a fireball. He, he doesn't do that. Um, he's mostly just kind of like a child, like a peaceful, <laughs> he's like a childish kind of monk who's like, my cousin's here. <laughs> he's just, he, they just really lead into the, the goody, goody Liu Kang uh, uh, character. Does he do his bicycle kick at all in this movie? I can't remember. Yes. And he it is bad. It. He, no, he, it, it is. It's um after, I think it's when he's uh, avenging Kung Lao's death. <laughs> um, he does the bicycle kick to Cabal. Uh, but it's kind of, you know, I mean, the bicycle kick is hard to film. It is a dumb move. Um, <laughs> but I think they filmed it poorly. They shoot it like under him. They don't really show like the impact of it. It looks think, great in the original movie. I remember yeah, that. I think in the original movie because they shoot it from the... Uh, the perspective, like from like the, front the over the, over his shoulder a little bit, so you yeah. see his legs going. Yeah, which makes it look cool. It's a dumb move, but you got to do that. And this, and this, they don't play it up at all. I don't know. Maybe I'm old, and Liu Kang isn't important anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they knew. So Liu Kang, yeah, has always been kind of the main character, and I think the the filmmakers like heard the criticism that people have always lobbed that Liu Kang is the most boring character in uh, the games, and they're like, well, we'll fix that by inventing an even more boring character. Because <laughs> I watch yeah. this and I'm like, wow, Liu Kang's got a lot of personality next to Cole. Yeah, <laughs> or just have Liu Kang be overpowered and still like fight Shang Tsung, and then like. That be, and I mean, I know they didn't fight in this because they're gods, and that's not really explained. They're just they, they exist. 
here's one one last thing I want to um, from my notes is uh when Kung Lao shows up and then says the name is Kung Lao. It just felt strange. <laughs> <laughs> and and when they ask how he got his arcana, how he got his powers, Kung Lao talks about being an orphan and he got his powers because they discovered a child molester uh who I had totally the powers forgot that. and he he hunted him down and gave him justice and it was just like what the f- what the hell what? why is this I a story <laughs> does it need yeah it's in the dinner scene does not need to be in the movie yes he's very serious about it it's oh like a serious God. moment and it's just kind of thrown away like what the heck? it means nothing to his character that he like hunted down a child molester, but they just they make sure you know, like they 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 heavily hint at it, like the one who trades in kids and does something like that, and it's just like what what what? <laughs> I I love this world. Oh, how'd you get your arcana? Well, uh, see that guy over there, um, a giant uh, forearm monster was about to kill his family, so that's how he got his arcana. Arcana, and that guy over there, he tracked down and murdered a child molester. And that guy over there, they made fun of him a bit at dinner, so he shot a laser <laughs> out of his eye. <laughs> oh, I also will say, uh, I watched this movie, and throughout, I was like, dang. Man, Jax really looks like Eggs from uh, True Blood. And then I realized it was Eggs from True Blood. And that was that was a very personal, fun moment for me. He's a character who's on True Blood for maybe a season. And I only like, watched the first season. Clearly aged yeah. 15 years. He's on Supergirl. But I was just like, ah, I recognize that dude. Yeah, he's a fun Jax. A Jax who had some character. It sucks that they made him, like... I mean, they they sidelined everybody in the middle of the movie. Like they didn't just give him the metal arms because he's quippy and fun. Like, and when he does that, he uh, does his fatality. You know, the arms slap yep. and hey, squeeze the head, and then he's <laughs> like, uh, "Oh, oh yeah, these motherfuckers work." And he's like so happy about it. And that's his character. They don't use it. I'm just gonna gonna complain. List another thing. That's the only time they're on the classic level, like the classic oh, uh, yeah. final level where you not where you uppercut someone into spikes. And, and no then one they don't. Instead, that's w- it's okay. That that's one thing where I'm like, I, it's crazy enough they don't have the tournament in the movie, but to not have anyone fall on spikes, they are in the actual set. Like that is the design of the level where you overcut people into spikes, and that's when Jax does his fatality. He's like, I'm glad we got it, but <laughs> do the spikes. They I'm sorry, I'm, re- I'm They spent it all on the boxing gym set. <laughs> well, they had to cover that with a lot of ice. That takes money. It's true. It is. Um, um, we are. Gen- this is one movie where I, we all genuinely wanted this to be good. We yeah. wanted to like this. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's mostly just it made me want to watch the uh, original, I guess, the 95 movie. I was like, I want to see a tournament. So the next day I put it on and watched it again. And it's so good. So simple, like setting up everything, you know, who everything is, who everyone is. It's clear. There's a tournament. Then good guys win the end. It's so easy. Yeah. It's still, it, it is weird parts like the, uh, <laughs> horny Liu Kang, uh, white Raiden. Uh. For sure. <laughs> I mean, they're like, I'm, you know, this movie is not perfect, but it's just like as, it is fun. as a movie about a silly tournament, it's really good. 
They, uh, they, they, uh, that's a uh, thing that movie does better is Goro. Goro kind of sucks in this movie. He Goro doesn't. Yeah. Totally sucks. Why is, first off, I don't want to see Goro in the suburbs. <laughs> yes. Unless this is like a sitcom starring yeah, Goro. Unless that's all he does. <laughs> I think unless they, Goro going home to his family after the tournament. I think they mentioned multiple times, is multiple times, and it never is important, is that Goro is a prince. He's like an underworld prince with four arms. Show him in some lavish shit. Show him in that environment. Not like, yeah, he's in Kansas or something. It bar- he doesn't use his forearms well. Uh, he never does like the beat him up move. He's just kind of like lumbering. In the first movie, he was a, a an animatronic suit that could barely move, and he was yeah. still such a better character. Yeah, make he's a big, silly, scary monster guy. They 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 like allude to him when his, his first introduction. They show the shadow and like, oh, it's gonna be Goro, and then like he just doesn't. He also they establish he can talk, but he does it once. Like, okay, and then just it, it makes no sense. Speaking of okay, the the guy, the character who is just a robot, like, and is is doing like a silly like all the Outworld characters seem like like Outworld like aliens, and then one dude who is a robot is just like, oh yeah, I'm from Earth. I hate Kano. Yeah. That was super weird. Wait, so so uh, actually, oh, I, is it like the Darth Vader dude, the yeah, mask dude? Yeah. Okay. He's not a robot. He that he wears like an iron lung thing because he's like damaged. So that that's a part of his costume. He is just a dude, but he looks he like his design looks like Cabal in the game, but it also looks very similar to the robots in the game, like Emacs oh, yeah. and all that. Which is another cookie cutter character. They like here's four different characters <laughs> with different colors, but it looks exactly like that. And yeah, he's also just he's the their version of Kano. Uh, but he's what? also quippy and like, ah, oh, that was fun for you. Well, it's like the, the great thing about tournament movies is you meet all the fighters at the beginning and you're like following them through. So in this one, we, all the fights that we have at the end with a bunch of C-list villain characters, they don't appear in the movie until 75% in where they just have a meeting with Shang Tsung and he's like, yeah, let's, let's go get him. <laughs> Mortal Kombat on three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, two more. Oh, I still, I'll keep going to this list because I please, take notes. Please, And I did watch it right before this. Roast it. I'm angry at this movie. Uh, the line when you, after we see Bihan hunt him down, and then you finally, when we meet Shang Tsung, and he's like, Bihan, go and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm no longer Bihan. I'm Sub-Zero. <laughs> what? What? Why, why is it? Why are you changing your name now? Why <laughs> you are literally at this point? We've established you are a centuries old ice god. Just you should just be something that's on like paintings or something that's alluded to. And there's like the legend of Sub Zero. He doesn't have to be like, no, I'll change my name to Sub Zero. It's convenient <laughs> to do that. Like it, it doesn't. It felt unnecessary that he's the one saying it. They should just be like, oh, we call him Sub Zero. Code name Sub Zero. All that stuff. It just doesn't make sense. He's like, nah, I'm Sub Zero. Hey. Well, that does. That is weird, because if you think about it, so if that is a name he gave himself, I'm going to guess that the phrase Sub-Zero did not come into existence until centuries after he got that ability. (laughs) So was he going by something else? Was he Freeze Man or something? And then one day, like, he's like, oh, you know, modern scientists are calling, they're calling that Sub-Zero now. And he's like, fuck. (laughs) 
That's, That's me. Good. That's me. <laughs> I think what they probably wanted is a character say, uh, I'm Sub-Zero. But they couldn't come up with like a cool context for it. So they were just like, oh, I'm just Sub-Zero now. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then here's another line from the middle of the movie. <laughs> this is around when Raiden just, you know, expedition drops the connection. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then Cole is like, "What? I, I'm not from Who? a family." He's like, "What? What? What lineage? I'm an orphan from the South Side of Chicago." <laughs> <laughs> I I remember that, dude. Just because you're an orphan, you can still have a lineage. <laughs> Do you think because your parents die, you suddenly never had any parents or grandparents? Did they cease to exist? <laughs> they like clearly had to add that line in because we'd have forgotten probably because it's irrelevant yes <laughs> uh, also he, why is it the south side of chicago why is it the south side of chicago and it looks like he lives in kansas why <laughs> why mention that very specific neighborhood that's so that's like layered and it doesn't have anything to do with his character and he it's no, i don't even think they established anything about chicago it's just a line he says they didn't because when Jax tells him go to this exact address he like gives him the street number and everything in gary indiana i was like is that far i truly don't know how far <laughs> he has to travel to gary indiana right i now. have to imagine <laughs> that that is that was such a weirdly specific thing like instead of just like giving him a note of paper like go to this address like and he says the whole thing i'm like is that like where the midway offices were where they first made mortal Kombat? am i supposed to get that reference or something because it was so weirdly specific i mean midway is a chicago company so maybe that's why they say a chicago thing but i don't know why gary gary is just another city Near, yeah, to me, um, it's like, is that where the Jackson 5 live? Because <laughs> that's really the only thing I associate with yeah. Gary, Indiana, yeah. is the Jackson yeah. 5. That's true. It is Jackson 5 in a factory town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when, you, when people say Gary in the south side of Chicago, they're generally... <laughs> <laughs> you, you would think you're talking about Jacks. I'm just going to say. <laughs> 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 well, I wonder, I mean... So they invented this character of Cole. I guess he's probably going to be added to the games. I just, uh, he's, well, he's, I have more. Can I, wait, can I go for more? Please, no, <laughs> go through. Rattle, rattle off. Rattle off. Yeah, Cole isn't cool enough. He, the payoff isn't cool. Also, Cole looks surprisingly like in the, I guess, what, I don't know what you call his weapons. Those they're not weird sites, blade arms. They're like weird, yeah, uh, yeah things. It's kind of like Striker, the cop character. Who mm, uses nightsticks? Yes, <laughs> which or, is or T one thousand in the second Terminator. Well, also like yeah. Baraka, the coolest looking character. But yes. I, we got Lady Baraka. I mean, I guess that's their species. I don't know what her character's name is. Which one was Lady Baraka? The flying one? No, the woman with the 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 mouth. Oh, Melina. I believe. Yeah, I think they're the same species. Oh, we're she fans. was probably she we're was Mortal probably Kombat the coolest fans. character design. Like that, I don't know the whole like bloody mouth or whatever. I don't know that had like yeah. a striking kind of visual thing that I like. I don't know why a species would evolve to have that. Appear- apparently, like your mouth opens too far and then has to regrow, but you just keep ripping it open painfully. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, also, yeah, the um, we have to talk about the end fight. Like, we have to talk about the end, right? I so I, I had really stopped paying attention. So you, you'll have to talk about the end. <laughs> they, they do their fun. I mean, they do their classic action movie thing with the in the montage where it's like, oh, they're all getting punched the same way, and the the heroes are losing, and the villains <laughs> are winning. Anyway, we get past that. We finally get to. He gets his arcana, and now we're in this weird, we're in a weird frozen gym. Um, also, oh, the the uh, Shang Tsung suck your soul thing. Yep. Comes, I, I feel like they don't explain that. I know comes it is really out of game. nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know it from the game, but like he just does it. Why didn't he do it before? He doesn't fight anybody, but now he goes to do this to Kung Lao. Uh, no, Cole's legit. They cut to Cole, and he's just standing there. Liu Kang is also standing there. Liu Kang, the Dragon Man, <laughs> which we established, just stands there. Nobody tries to do anything. Uh, so we kick past that. We get Liu Kang does do his cool fatality, and he says fatality, which sure, okay, but he does the cool <laughs> dragon thing, and is like, ah, oh, that's great. Um, then we cut to. I'm trying to remember the fights. The fights were mostly boring. I think Sonya comes in with her power, her purple power cannons. Yeah, her power, which appears to be like she's got magic bracelets. Yeah, <laughs> which is the character. For anyway. the ladies. Yes. Um, I remember, didn't she also have a, why didn't they do her fatality or move where she blows them a kiss and then somehow that hurts them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the power I wanted to see brought forward from the game. Look, I mean... In the second one, we'll get some fun Johnny Cage ones where he signs an autograph. Oh, yeah. Punch some balls, Johnny Cage. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Cage, it, you can't have him be the lead of this movie because this is like a mostly like a largely Asian cast. You can't put the white dude in the lead of the movie. But he's so much more fun character because he's insane. He's an insane person in an insane world. And it's so much more fun. It would be much more fun to watch him than a dude who's confused and dour and sad and not good at fighting most of the time. And, yeah. and then we get to the uh, it's cutting past that. We get to the end and then straight up, like we then, I guess uh, Cole is fighting the Han Sub Zero and then Scorpion shows up and then. They they have they start fighting while Cole is punching the ice while his arm thing doesn't work. What is yeah, that? It's <laughs> also if at any know. point you needed Liu Kang is now. Yeah, <laughs> Dragon Dude, to, get like, over here! Throw like the fireball. Wait. Also, yeah. Uh, another thing about the fire, we established multiple times that Scorpion can throw fire. He <laughs> does. He does it in this fight, but at the end. At the end, he does it. Like, at no point earlier, he's like, well, I'm going to use this fire move. Yeah, you've got two fire guys. The main bad guy of your movie is an ice guy. And you have two fire guys who never use their fire against him until the very last scene. Your entire ad campaign is based around conflicting fire and ice things. You open the movie with the produ one production logo turning into fire and one turning into ice, and then they just forget about that concept for vast stretches of the movie. Yeah. People like the fight scenes, but it's way too sword heavy. They're fire, right? They're fire and ice ninjas. They are actually. I think I don't know about Hanzo, the actor who plays him, but the actor who plays Bihan isn't the raid. He's a like he's an actual great. I think he's like a judo champion or something. He's a great fighter. And they why is this? Is, why why did he make an ice sword? 
Do something else. <laughs> uh, he didn't well, freeze anybody and do the uppercut move. Yeah, uh, I wanted to see some shattering. I wanted yeah. to see some shattering. I thought they were going to shatter the, the wife and kid, and I was like, that's going to be real grim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they... they I will say, I don't know how did y'all feel, but they really was like, it's an R-rated movie. It's gory. And I I guess I thought that was appreciated. I appreciated it. I For did, sure. but spread it around. You get you get the gore at the beginning and then you get the gore at the end in the montage fight. I it's just it's the structure problems. Well it's yeah. let's give this wonderful film a letter grade. On the count of three, I gotta quickly think of mine. Alright. Three, two, one. C. C-. Yeah, oh, wow. I was somehow the most negative. Okay. You were C minus. I was C minus. Well, okay. I feel like you're, you maybe you're always a little stricter. I was. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I will say I was going back and forth on C and C minus because, like, just talking about it more. <laughs> It's not even like fun to go. As I after I watch this, I text Veronica. I'm like, I'm so excited to talk about this with you. Because, like, I'm like, I, I hate this. I really, this was so dumb. But now I'm talking about it, and I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I don't I even have a passion to dig, to dig on it. And I, I'm the one rambling on. I'm sorry, Veronica. No, and John. I'm no, glad you're no doing worries. it. I'm glad you're doing it. Because so, this movie vanished from my head so fast. That is very actually, true for me as well. I actually have, like, I thought about how do I make, how do you make this movie better? Without it being a tournament movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, make it, this should be a tower movie." It should. It, they established in Mortal Kombat. There's like some concept, like the tower of the people you got to beat. But it should yeah. be him going through a world or some place, and he meets these people, and he just keeps getting into fights. I mean, look, I like the raid, so I'm comparing. I want everything to be a version of the raid, but just more straight up hand to hand fights. He's going to a place. They, the villains and the heroes run into a room and fight. It's, so it's not a tournament, but we get these one-on-one fights. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, that's a little more fun. Maybe they kidnap his family at the beginning to try to get him to join the tournament. Yeah. And so he does the whole thing or or to get him to distract him so he doesn't do the tournament. I, I guess I there is a way to have it not be the tournament in the first movie. I still think it's a fucking insane stupid decision that hurt this movie so much but i'm sure there is a way for you to do it yeah. also here uh, another thing okay another <laughs> yeah. part from my notes i know i'm just it's just is just just justin's rambling hour and i'm usually not this excited about anything if so. i had the energy i would maybe maybe the promotion for this i'll uh, edit a super cut of just you saying <laughs> okay one more thing over and over and over again i'm not even i'm not super into this and i don't know why i'm so passionate about it but i just watched it and i have thoughts um when they go after Kung Lao is killed and then they get transferred to the void, which is Raiden's special lair that he just tells you why it exists. And he's like, all right, whatever. It's weird. <laughs> and that Shang Tsung can't go to. Cole then becomes a leader in a way. They're like, we don't know what the plan is. Raiden doesn't say anything. And right. then Cole is like, if he's going to bring the fight to us, uh, or well, we're going to bring the fight. If he's trying to bring the fight to us, let's do it on our terms. And he was like, hey, Raiden, you could transport anybody anywhere. Let's split them up. And like, that's that's his great idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's his great idea that also somehow Raiden, the lightning god, who's apparent, who's clearly done this, didn't think to do before. And, he, and like Raiden's like, oh, yeah, wow, that's a great idea. I'm going to split them up. 
Sick. Why does why is that why is that but like an example of anything? I'm just realizing what is What is Cole's Arcana? Just a shirt? A shirt and some arm blades? Like does he have a, a power as well? It's the power of the shirt with the arm blades. <laughs> you <Yeah>. said it. <laughs> Wait, so Luke Kang can create a dragon of fire, which by the way, a little redundant. But he could create a dragon made out of fire. Kano can shoot lasers out of his eyes. <laughs> and then Cole's is just... Like, I get that Jax's arcana doesn't make any sense because they were trying to take a character whose backstory wasn't developing magic powers and turning it into a magic power thing. But they created Cole for this movie, right? Mm-hmm. So why not me- ha- give him a more... A, a clearer, cooler arcana. Isn't like the shirt, the shirt absorbs the punches and then it seemed like it oh, gets it turned stronger. Red. Yeah, it seemed to me, it seemed like the more you hit the shirt, the stronger the shirt gets. Yeah. I don't know. So if, his if power that's... is just like the Homer Simpsons thing from the episode where he boxes. It's just you keep punching him until you get tired. Yeah. I don't know. Veronica, like, they make it seem like it's gonna be that, right? But he doesn't, nothing ever really comes from it. I guess he get, develops the arm things, but I couldn't tell if that was part of, like, him yeah. just growing more comfortable in his power or that was part of that absorbing contact. And what it reminded me of is, like, oh, does he just have the Black Panther suit where it just absorbs right? contact? <laughs> and then, like, but, like, like, then he can release that energy, but he doesn't release that energy. It right. just absorbs contact. That's literally Black Panther's suit, is that he takes in energy and then expels it out. Yeah, I Cole, mean... Did they realize that was too close to Black Panther, so that's why they never <laughs> showed him actually expel the energy? He just glowed red for some reason when he's yeah. losing a fight? His power is just visible, visible damage? <laughs> another, another pitch for this movie... Those should just be Scorpion, okay? Just make him Scorpion. He does something. He goes find it. He finds a damn suit and he puts it on. The Hanzo comes through in his spirit. They could even change the actor to his face and they fight. But then just his lineage comes through him or something. And then that's fun. I don't know. Here, how about, how about this? How about this? The actor played Scorpion. He was great. That opening scene, great. Just have him play Cole and then be like, you're the resurrected Scorpion. You fought your way out through hell and you resurrected yourself. That was you in a past life. Yeah. That, sure. that guy as the, uh, you know, like the jobber. Yeah. Fighter. Makes sense. Yeah. That perfectly makes sense. Well, uh. I have one more. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm fully nitpicking this movie, but it's just a thing I remember. They, when they're going to find this, you know, castle or whatever the hell, where wherever Raiden is, and they get on the plane, <laughs> and he made this nice character for some reason that knows Kano, uh, and then oh, they're on right. the plane, and then, which is like, oh, I guess there's other, uh, sure, he, he he has a backstory, so that character makes sense, and then <laughs> they establish Cole, they're like, oh, we're about to jump out of this plane? He's like, yeah, I've never done this before, Cole says, and then Kano pushes him out. The next scene is they cut to them uh, from a far away parachuting for two seconds. And then the next scene, they are safely walking on the dunes of the desert. They establish that Cole cannot 
at all. Uh, what is I don't know what the hell you call it. Jump from a plane, skydive, skydive, whatever. They show him getting pushed out. They don't show any of the fun, like I don't know, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, or like he figures it out. They just show that he can't do it. Push him out. Show them kind of in this guy, and then they're safely walking. Do you, you think it's possible? Cheap- is it possible that he died at that moment, and the rest of the movie <laughs> was just like the last thing that he thought before he died? Wow. I truly think they cut part. I think somebody just cut the part of the movie out. Or maybe like, they're nah, like, it's this. too expensive. <laughs> we know he's going to survive, so let's just cut that. And I guess maybe, no, I feel like he could have probably, I see a version of this where he falls and it's the dumb com- comedic moment, but maybe they're like, that's too funny for this movie. It needs to be serious or something. I think I think, but partially what you're feeling because I remember that moment because it's a really weird edit because it's a wide shot of them all skydiving and then it hard cuts to them walking and it does feel like a really weird edit. Yeah, it's, they yeah. establish something and then just like ah, never mind. You know what I think happened <laughs> in the original draft of the movie? So he gets pushed out of the plane. He skydives down. He lands. It's difficult, but he makes it. But then he lands in the middle of a tournament. And then we watch an hour and a half of a martial arts tournament, and then the movie continues. And I think they decided that that felt too extraneous, and they cut it all out. Oh, a movie with fighting? <laughs> uh, Why isn't this just a bad movie with fighting? You can just, there's so many characters. You can just watch a fight every five minutes. I uh, So sad. Well, maybe we'll have something better. Veronica, what's coming up next week? Well, next week we will be uh, entering, re-entering the Marvel Cinematic Universe by checking out Thor. That's the right. The original. Kenneth Branagh's Thor. Ten years old next week. Feel so you, old. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ver- Veronica hasn't seen it. I didn't really want to color her uh, opinion, but... um. No, we don't necessarily have something better coming out next week. But hey, it could be worse. We could be watching Thor The Dark World. So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Uh, Come journey with us back 10 years into the past next week. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for joining us. You guys can check him out on his Instagram, at jcatch. Yeah, you can check me out there. And I'd just like for you uh, next week to remember that Natalie Portman was in a Marvel movie. For some reason. She's going to be again. <laughs> she's going to be in the next Thor. And she's going to be on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah our guests go Justin Catchins, Natalie Portman. Honestly, it could. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It was very fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thank yes. you for having the passion to complain about this movie that I apparently lost in the two days since I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's uh, yep. <laughs> what a good ending <laughs> Veronica do a better ending than that please flawless ending <laughs> <laughs>